welcome to the Puckish podcast again. Hello, everyone. Um, What's up? Puckish podcast, P U C K I S H. Today, we have all four of us finally back together. Yay. After, welcome back, Amiril. Yeah, sorry, guys. Amiril basically dropped some knowledge bombs on us and then left us for yeah. a while. Um, but he's back, so he's joining us, and we have Vin. Hi. As usual, and Nigel also as usual. We as usual, yeah. What the fuck? I, I, I don't know. Like it's very boring. It's like I don't know how we're not tired with each Amiro. other. Yet. Yeah, Amir is like the high point for for no, the week. You dude, know, no, you're like all, the, you're all of my high points in my in my week. Okay, or my week. Like so I'm so happy Pokemon. to be back. <laughs> we we missed him on the the friendship episode. Yeah. So maybe he'll drop some um, um other knowledge bombs on us today. Um. So thank you guys for listening to us again. Um, if you like the episode so far, please um share with your friends. We're getting very, we're getting quite good traction so far, thanks to you guys, and it's also from word of mouth. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, um, on Puckish Podcast, same as um the actual podcast name, where we no. where we link you all the new episodes and <laughs> and everything else and updates. So yeah. today we are gonna talk about. Daddies in our lives. <laughs> Don't say it in such a sexual oh, way. Man. Daddies. Uh, Father's Day just passed. Just four boys looking for daddies. It's four, <laughs> four boys talking about daddies. Um, after Father's Day just passed. So um, how do you guys spend your Father's Day? I made a full-on Korean meal for my dad. Wow. With my girlfriend, yeah. Proud of myself. Pat on the back. What, what, what were the, the dishes... Created um, with your love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out of my love, right, we 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 made some uh similar to sushi, but it's called jumok bap. So it's like a rice ball filled with um uh different veggies like capsicum and stuff and carrots and then we put a little bit of meat in there and then we rolled it into a ball. So he he really liked that. And then we also made some kimchi pancake. Yeah. So how much of the the work did you do actually? I I did I did all of the cutting, and that's 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 it. I mean okay okay no actually no I I rolled the balls as well, and oh, so and then I I did some of the the stir frying. That's all. Chef Nige, how about yeah. you guys? Killer Nige, <laughs> Killer Nigella Lawson, Nigella. Yeah, Nigella Lawson. I I should send you a picture. I I got a picture of me um. Yeah, you never fight. you never share with us. It's been like five days already. What? Since since the dinner happened and you didn't even share anything. Oh. The pictures. Yeah, yeah. No, I see. I have a picture of myself as a as a female, but I'll oh. say I'll share that later. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> I thought we were talking content. about the, the, the dinner. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I deviated a bit. <laughs> content for our IG post. Is yeah, there something yeah. that you wanted to share for a long time but trying to no, find no, no. a reason to share? <laughs> it just is this, is this your daddy fantasy? What was my friend? <laughs> My friend has this app, and then and then you know she female. It's the filter, me. right? It's the yeah. Snapchat filter, so has yeah, it and it's really really well done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I look yeah, terrible. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's not well done. <laughs> 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 I mean, it looks quite legit. <laughs> it does, it does, it does. I bet you look pretty as a girl, Vin. Not bad, uh, Not bad. Man. Yeah, I would say Confidence. like six point five out of ten, above average. <laughs> Always look on the bright side. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like the point five. <laughs> How did you girls. spend your Father's Day, YJ? Um, I hosted my family 
at our apartment. Wow. So um, made dinner. Mm. I helped a bit. How I, much did you help? I, I say I, I put in like... <laughs> I cut stuff. I watched stuff. In case that's they didn't important. burn. Yeah, that's yeah, important. Yeah, you don't want to burn food. Um, I timed. Timed stuff. I um. You must be pretty good at that, right? From all the running, so it's like... Yeah. A stopwatch. Yeah. Um, a lot of practice also. Um, <laughs> I yeah, take, I take instructions very well. Yeah, Ami teach you how to watch stuff, right? Yes, watch the, watch the pain dry. Eye power. Ami teach you eye power. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> and you stare at something long enough and it will, it will just move. Um, yeah, so it was a nice dinner. Um, had like black pepper crab and, and things like that. Yeah, but there were a lot of um, dishes to do after. That was nice. Um, hmm, how, about, how about you guys, Vin? I went to visit my dad. Uh, his place and just brought some desserts he he had some food like he ordered some food in so it was nice I hadn't seen him in a while well I hadn't mm. seen him in like three three months around there during the lockdown uh. yeah yeah so uh, it was a nice catch up just nice to see him uh, yeah so just, my brother and I went there and then we just brought dessert and it was a chill evening in how about you Amiril how do you spend that day <laughs> I gave my mom a massage for, for, for fulfilling both roles dual roles so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so she benefited a lot to be treated like a king and queen so I think she oh. enjoyed it quite a bit um, nice, so that was nice. that felt really nice yeah your your massages are nice to be fair I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is also true wait yeah. uh, how how do you know this Nigel <laughs> <laughs> no from experience from experience it wasn't any yeah. like in Wuhan or something like that right? no no, no like, not, not in Wuhan but, but I think it was most recently in strong in, uh, arms most recently in Sydney I think yeah, yeah. we have yeah. shadow proof yeah yeah so today we are going to talk about the father figures in our lives and I guess how that affected us growing up so I guess this came from like the Father's Day itself and also like we all kind of know like the whole there's like a family structure to life and and of course traditionally there's like a dad, a mom, then your kids. So I guess my question is how did how does that work in your lives? Like have your <laughs> What what what's our perception of a family? Yeah, I guess what's the perception of family is like What's an ideal family la? Yeah, yeah. And what role does a father figure play in that? Um, my my idea of a father, as in an Asian father, I guess, is that he will probably not say much, right? Um, he will just be very stern, and uh, you'll rarely see his uh true character in your growing up formative years. That's what I think. Um, my idea of a f- Asian father also is uh someone who just shows you his love by giving you some pocket money or um, telling you that you did okay when you did a great job <laughs> in something. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I think that's it. That's about it. Uh. Like, they are just very quiet, very calm. And then unless, you know, you, you piss them off and then they'll just shout and then the whole household can hear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my idea. Uh. What, what about you guys? Well, I mean, is, was that something that you experience like with my own dad I think yeah. okay the, the 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 thing is with my dad right is I, I don't know why but the first maybe like 20 19-20 years he was just I, I didn't know what was his personality 
I didn't know um, what he found funny. I didn't know like it was very okay. Even if I did find tidbits of information about him, it'll be just like very fleeting and uh, you know like I I remember once right. Um, when I made a fool out of myself in front of some family friends, and then uh, what do you I do? remember going. How do you make a fool of yourself? Because, <laughs> because at that time I was in very into WWE, oh. so I was showing off some moves. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then, then I was jumping off the top rope, off the turnbuckle. You know. Which turnbuckle at home is this? <laughs> there are things that you can climb on and and jump off and fall on the bed. Okay. So I was doing a frog splash, right? I think I was making a lot of noises, lah. Okay, so then my dad, I remember, I remember going to my dad like, after that, cause I don't think my dad was in the room at the time, but he he walked past the room. Then I I managed to catch him later, and then I was talking to him about something. Then I think, oh, then I told him, oh, uh, you know, I cut my hair today. How does it look? Then he told me, you look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you laugh? It's a very vulnerable moment in my life. How old are you? I I was I was um nine, uh, nine or ten, I think. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry for laughing, Nigel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, it was my formative years, and and it scarred me for life. So, yeah, that was my idea of my dad at the time. Then this changed along the way, though. Did uh, you perceive him to be very cold when you were growing up? After like those very, uh, you know, less than favorable comments to your hair. <laughs> uh, no, it was not not just that like, like that was one one moment, you know. Like there were other things where he just like, I just I just don't know how he thinks. I don't know what he says, and then uh, I I don't know, I don't know whether he's proud of me. You know things like that. Like the typical Asian kind of dad. Then. Yeah, slowly you just find out lor, along the way he has his own things. He, he, he has his own humor, which is you know you don't share, but you laugh at the fact that he laughs at that joke. You know, yeah. So so this 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 sort of change when when it was during a uh, national service when when he realized you know like losing a son during during the two years is uh, deeply deeply affected him. I guess how did how did it deeply affect him? No lah, as in like I think he realized he just realized that he he needs to show more affection, or he needs to he he just realized like oh you know like uh maybe I I don't know I haven't I never really spoke to him about it, <laughs> but it was just along the way he just became nicer, he just uh started um like doing quirky shit lah like he'll buy firecrackers. For Chinese New Year, you know those fake ones, or like he'll buy like he'll like give me random like like food to eat. Then oh, you try this, try this, you know that kind of thing. Do you think it's because he he thought that you were becoming a man in NS? Wait wait wait, what what's this? What's this? Why are you all interrogating me about? No, my it's just, no, I'm just it's interesting. Why? Why so no, interesting? No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, wait, what's your question? No, do you think it's because do you think he changed when you were in NS because he felt like oh you were maturing then that was yeah. the time that you yeah it could a, be it could be but I don't know I just. Okay, I rem- I remember once, right, when I was quite young, I think I was a bit older. This was way after, like maybe 14 or 15 or 6. Because I think growing up, right, because my brother is um, 6 years younger than me. And then he was always the baby of the family, right? And then he, from young, he, 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 he had football. So I always felt that our whole life will revolve around him. Like because we would send him to football at least like twice a week or three times a week 
every morning that kind of thing then we'll go like you know every everything was planned around him so as a brother also I I felt like I had to take care of my brother and like everyone's resources were sort of focused on him then I think I got I I've, I only like sort of realized this uh, or I, I only really felt this when I was a bit older when I was 14 or 15 and then I asked him I, I wrote him a letter I was like um, I feel like you only care about uh, my brother and then he told uh, he brought me to his room then he, then he I, I can't remember what exactly he said right but basically he said like please don't think that way <laughs> and that was it then and then um, I think yeah uh, further on in army and all that then he started to show like his emotions more then I think that had to do with maybe my maturity or his own maturity as well as a father. Maybe he didn't know how to what to do with his first child. Then he sort of like learned with his second child. Then he you know he sort of caught on after that. Sorry, how old were you again when you um wrote that letter? I think fourteen or fifteen. Um, I'm not sure. Was it was there any like specific reason that you just wrote a letter randomly? I I I don't remember. I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I think we were I think we were just going to a lot of games, a lot of tournaments. At the time like he was uh, my brother was 6 uh, maybe 9 or 10 and then at the time they were just going every Saturday Sunday. Saturday will be competition, Sunday will be training, you know that kind of thing. And then yeah, like my whole weekend was just spent, you know, fo- like focus on my brother's like activities. So I I think at that point I was like, "Oh fuck it." Like I don't think you know I don't think I don't think uh, my relationship with my father is great at that point of time. Yeah, so I I I felt like I had to do something. Yeah, know? I think it was good you had like the the maturity to actually do that. I feel yeah. a lot of people don't even get to that point to confront yeah. that issue. Yep. Yep. I think like you handled it really of, well, yeah. also because right, like a lot of people, if like you know when you are being casted as a, like the second favorite child or, or things yeah. like that right the the very first thing that we all do is to you know rebel Act and we out, just yeah. fight and and that doesn't really solve anything and so yeah that that's really nice to hear that you're able to you know communicate with your father really well from a young age as well yeah i i think because we grew up not communicating at all uh. like it was just either in we 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 never really talked we never really like I didn't know what he liked. You know, eventually we we you know we we shared the same interests like football and and other thing and politics and stuff like that lah. But uh, before that, for the first I can say for the first twenty years of my life, I didn't know anything about my dad. Yeah, so I was gonna ask Camille like, have you like felt the same way as um, Nigel felt in terms of like competing for attention um, in your household, especially with your mom? Like, cause you got you have three boys, and I'm sure like when you have like three boys, there's bound to be some um trouble. <laughs> and um, how how did that affect you growing up with like just I guess having your mom? Okay. Um. I think when 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 my my father was still around, right? When I was growing up, at least. Um. I was I think I was lucky that I was the first born child also because a lot of attention were, were being like you know um poured onto me. So I think that attention that I I didn't really experience any lack of, you know, fatherly love or 
motherly love um, from a very young age because like you know the firstborn they just pamper me for for a few years at least that is until uh, my youngest brother is be, uh, is born so like he's yeah he's seven years younger than me and yeah i don't m- recall any incidents that really stood out currently and if if i were you know like you know like sometimes parents play good cop bad cop right like when you you did something wrong i will just you know um uh, try to play favors lah. Like, oh, um, mom is being very hard again. Can you buy me this toy? And then my dad will just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> my dad gives in all the time. So I use that tactic all the time lah. I, I get all the toys that I want. Not all, but like the, the fun toys that I want. Like Power Rangers lah, Pinja Turtles and things like that. So growing up, I always had the illusion that, you know, um, the, the my my dad is always, you know, um, fulfilling your, your childhood fun playtime kind of thing like um I, I got i got my my trading card games i got my game boy and and yeah so i don't know <laughs> i guess <laughs> this is a way of communicating love like to make sure that your child um feels happy with his um free time yeah i feel like especially with asian dads there's like either the nigel type where you don't really know much about that person until when you're until you're older, and then there's like the Amiril type, which just gives you as much as you want, and that's their way of showing love. Hmm. Um, I feel like usually there's these two categories of of that's mainly. I'm sure there's like a lot in between here and there, but like Vin, the, the, uh, does your dad fall into any of these categories? I I think uh surprisingly my dad is the doesn't fall into these categories. Hmm. So. He's not. He's not very stereotypically Asian, like where, like in the way that Nigel described or the way that Amira described. It's there's kind of in the. He talks. He he talks a lot, la, So there's there's definitely like <laughs> a lot of uh, communication. He likes to talk and uh, he likes to share things that he feels about certain topics and and things like that. So, uh, but a bit of like context and background. So, my parents got divorced when I was nine or ten, around mm-hmm. there. So, uh, before that, that was the time where I was closest. Uh, I would, I would say like that's. I mean, because my dad was living in the same house and everything, so I had a very nice relationship with my dad. Like I enjoyed spending time with him. I remember that uh, in primary primary one when I wanted to join the school football team, then I couldn't get in. Then my dad would. My dad was. My dad was very disappointed that uh, our school only allowed a certain number of people in our in our football team. Mm. So he like he he arranged with like the other parents for all the kids that didn't make the school team to arrange a separate training for them on the oh. weekends. <laughs> so it was like a very sweet thing to do, I think. And it was a lot yeah. of people because because it's like football was the most popular sport, right? And everyone wanted to be in the school team, but yeah. they only had limited slots. That was something that I remember the most. I was just like, wow, that's, that was nice of him. And then he he like took on the coaching and stuff. So the thing is, um, after my parents got divorced, then. I saw my dad maybe he still he still uh, came over to visit us twice a week and then like every alternate weekend I would see him. That's when like, I think our relationship got a bit uh distant because it it's it's not the same when you're in the same house versus seeing the person like time to time right and then you know you're not going through the day in day out with the person so I think and he was also going through a tough time in his life like financially with his business and things like that so mm. it was a bit uh communication was a bit here and there so i think that would be there was like a gap where we didn't really communicate that that well until i was about 
uh, I think I, I entered NS. I think NS was when I had more things to share with him and mm. talk to him about because, you know, he had to share his experiences to NS. And I think that's a very, like, standard, like, father-son moment because if your dad served NS, then you have always have stuff to talk about mm, when, yeah. you, when, you, yeah. when you come back on the weekend and stuff. So that was, that was probably when our communication got better. And uh, I think now our relationship is... I I don't I mean he doesn't live with me right so I I hadn't seen him for like three months and I see him maybe once in a in two to three weeks normally so our conversations are deeper whenever I I I see him we like catch up and then we talk about like my my career and um like my life and what my plans are and uh, and what his plans are and what he wants to do with his career and he's like winding down his career now so it's like catching up with in some ways with a friend but there's also a lot of barriers that I feel like we just the areas that we just don't go into and we just don't really talk about mm. and that's something that I don't know whether he acknowledges or I acknowledge but sometimes I just find it hard to fully be myself around my dad as opposed to my mom where, where I can be more comfortable I'm more comfortable with my mom I just mm. cannot fully let go when I'm around when, when I'm with my dad like, like, what are the things do you think you can't really talk to your dad about? Like my, but maybe like my relationships and stuff that I can, f- I feel that's easier to talk to my mom about. It's not the same with my dad, and I, I think it's a, it's not only me. I think it's the way he receives it also. You can, it's like you, you know, there's like the vibes you get where the unspoken, uh, like the body language and mm. you and certain certain ways that that maybe in the past where he talked about something and yeah, just it just didn't go down well. It didn't just it just didn't feel comfortable going down that route. So you just don't want to go back down that route again. So you kinda of like close up in that sense. Mm. And it's something that I really wondered and I asked myself a lot, like why can't why can't I fully be myself around my dad? And I don't know. Sometimes I can open up a bit more, but a lot of times I'm just like like retract. I mean I, I mean is is that is that the same for you, YJ. That in in some ways, that's kind of also stereotypically Asian, right? Yeah. Like how yeah. how you can't fully like be yourself around mm. your. It's like. Dad. It's like, it's like like sex. You know, we don't talk about like sex or relationship with like parents at all in, in Singapore. I am not sure about the, any other parts of Asia, but I know like I've never talked about like sex. Like the most like thing. The the most we have talked about is just wear protection. I mean, that, that's all. And I think my father thinks I'm a virgin. <laughs> Aren't you? Even after the dinner <laughs> that you yeah, yeah, yeah. cooked with I your think, girlfriend. I think he wants to think so, yeah. He thinks you're saving it for marriage. You're a good boy. Yeah, yeah I think so. In his head. Yeah, I guess for me, like, my, my dad has always, I think it's kind of like the Amiril type of of that like the giving um like that's his only way to show love that was his his main main way to show love um giving and then also like making sure i'm okay like a very like doting kind of like dad who is who always tries to make sure i have everything i want um which i guess comes with like good or bad good and bad um but i guess for my f- family in general like even outside of my immediate family like my father and mom like I have a lot of I guess father figures in my whole family because my family is very big I have like for my mom and dad side I have like a total of like 
10 or 11 uncles in total and my and my family is very close on both sides so i kind of have all these people around to always like um, know a lot of like older older men around me growing up so i kind of see a lot of different father figures because i have cousins my age and i see how different dads react so you have like the like a lot of my cousins now have become dads also so you can see dads like um, with my nieces and nephews say you can't do this you can't touch this like those no make sure you wash your hands every time um, have the hand sanitizer and the wet wipes in their pocket the whole time that kind of dad and there's a the kind of dad that just let their kids run free and there's kind of the kind of dad that will just like be like either one of our dads like one that doesn't talk much or one that um, just talks non-stop and just keeps giving have you ever resented your 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 respective dads with uh, things that they could have done more yeah I think that's an interesting point so like I guess for me I, I know my dad tries to give as much as he can to support um, the things I want to do but I kind of feel like sometimes that has a detrimental effect on on me on myself like I can feel that sometimes from day to day like the kind of feeling like it's always a good feeling to know that there's always someone um, having your back or having um, the financial support in whatever you want to do but in a way, you uh, you do not have the experience of not having something and working for something, working hard for something when everything has been given to you. So I kind of felt that in my life, like um, the kind of overly um, giving parent. And I think that it took me a while to realize that I cannot keep taking, taking, taking. I have to go and make something for myself. And I guess that has what I see as a detrimental thing for me. Um, and I guess as a dad, I don't know how you can fault him for that. Like you can't, like sometimes, you know, sometimes your dad wants to give you something or or your parents want to give you something and you can't really say no. They're trying to just like shove it in your pocket, put it into your wallet. Like I got that from him and I felt that Sometimes I needed a chance to kind of learn by myself and um, grow by myself. And it's hard to for me to face that reality to tell him no. I, I just want to do things on my own, like suffer a bit. Because I guess that's the best way to learn for anyone. Um, so yeah. I, I was very privileged in that way. What about, about you, Amiru? about yeah <laughs> that is a very big contrast to me um uh so unfortunately for me right i, I didn't grow up with a lot of other figures my, like like vain my parents were divorced when i was a very young kid um, when i was 11 and uh, and in terms of my relatives right um i lost sight of that father you know that father side of the family and then um, my mom's side um there was only one guy. Uh, he only had like, one brother uh, in in the family. So uh, there's not much there. And then like the the, the her sisters, the husbands, yeah, some of them uh, passed away really young. Or yeah, so it's like a it's like, wow. like a tragic story for all the guys in the family. So mm-hmm. like like when for my case, right, I I didn't really have a lot of people to look up to in terms of like you know male father figures and. I just had to like resort to um hearing stories from my friends or like having stories with my um I don't know my 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 mom's my mom's friend who 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 doted on me a lot also uh, growing up um uh, like I still received that financial support but 
I, I didn't have any experiences that you, that you all had that father to son touching moment when you all went to national service. Um, you mm. know, like having that 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 similar ground, I would say. Um, I, I didn't manage to experience all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I just carve my own experiences. Um, learn and I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. <laughs> like like I guess one thing. I'm curious about with with you, Abiril, is that do you feel that you had to step into that role for your brothers at any point in your life? I think I was also lucky enough that I don't have to play that father figure role to my brothers, to my siblings. Uh, I think we were all, me and my brother, we are only two years apart and we were both quite self-sufficient in terms of, you know, I'm going to school, not causing too much trouble. I mean, like we still got into trouble, but nothing... Like you know, you don't need your crazy yeah. You don't need your parents to bail you out kind from jail kind of thing, so that was okay. Um, but I I I think self dependence was instilled in me from a very young age. Like I had to go to school. Um, I had to take take my own bus since I was like you know ten years old, nine years old kind of thing. And recently, when I saw that that the kid who 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 went to school on his own right, I think that. Was it was it a six year old kid or seven year old kid, <laughs> and then like the parents were so like emotionally touched that that they like, like watching his own the birds fly from the cage you know kind of thing, and then like that was that was a nice scene to watch because like yeah. you know I, I felt like that like you know um I I managed to have that independence from a very young age, so pros and cons are like, you don't receive that fatherly love but you kind of like you know, pave your own way and your own expectations of like what you want to make yourself a man out of you. Quoting Mulan over there. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mulan. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mulan. But yeah, it's it's mostly experiences with like um, it might be unrealistic, but taking influences from Western media, Eastern media, and like how they how fathers you know I, I would take the good side lah. Like uh, no no not the abusive time, but like if I were to grow up to be a father, I want to be like the more sayang sayang. Hey, what's up? I want to be like the cool dad, you know, like Phil Dunphy. <laughs> Phil Dunphy. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you brought that up, right? Actually, because uh, when I went to UK, right, I realized that a lot of the fathers, even though they're very expressive, right, a lot of them, um, uh, they come from divorced families, so they they always they are very used to at a very young age to to go to different houses, and then their fathers are still in their lives. But um, yeah, it's divorce is more of a problem in 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 the UK especially than than in Singapore. Like I realized in Singapore, a lot of the couples, a lot of the, the, the boomer generation, they they stay together because you know, out of necessity more than anything, and you know even even if there's no more like that kind of romantic love anymore, right? But they, they just you know they just push through law, and and this is not the case in in the UK because the UK is just like oh if they they marry very young, and then, um, ten years down the road or. You know, five years down the road, they they just decide or oh, they they are separate because it's it's very individual kind of like thinking. Uh, yeah, I uh, guess it's uh you would call that the modern a modern world kind of thinking, right? Where yeah. it is more for each person's benefit than you're talking about family units or as a whole. Because that's how even in my family, I felt that. But to be fair, like I mean, my my parents were arguing a lot, and it was for the better that they got divorced because it wasn't. I always wonder what kind of household it would have been if they stayed together. Because I do, of course, I do miss have 
I do wonder how that family unit would have been if they stayed together. But I think that it was for the better that they got divorced and it was a more peaceful household with just my mom and then I can see my dad like occasionally. But there's still a big part of having that father figure in your life every day missing. There's a lot of things that won't be the same. Uh, and it whether or not it affected me growing up also, it is something that I maybe like I I I tend I tended to look at relationships a bit different because I thought every relationship had a expiry date because um you know it wasn't just my parents like my four of my closest friends one year after the other all their parents got divorced so mm. it was like normal mm. so I just thought like that was what relationships were it just lasted a while and then you know after a while you just be bored or you just go separate directions and you just you know mm. don't have the love for each other anymore. And when but when I looked at my grandparents who were like together all the way until the day they the my yeah. granddad died and my, my grandma was so loving towards him still on the on, on that day and it was then you think about was that love because of family or I mean were they actually really in love the whole way the whole time or was it was it staying together because of the family? I think I think it's a mix of both. I'm I'm sure that's they went through a lot of downs, but when you think about your family and think about the bigger picture that's probably what pushed them through the downs into yeah. the next gen- into the next stage i would uh, my argument to that is if two people are really just toxic and they're constantly fighting with, with each other then maybe it's still better for them to not be with, with each other for the sake of the kids having a better life to not mm. be in that toxic environment i do agree with you vin because um whenever like you know i'm um, speaking from like like the same household right, because of like um, parents fighting all the time right I think it was really for the better that they went separate ways and we managed to get that peace that they are hoping to be creating for us also because yeah, they yeah. could see something that we couldn't see back then because for us we oh my god our, our, our parents are breaking up and what will happen to me like growing up and becomes very scary even for us as a, as a young kid I, I was 11 yeah. you were 9 right <laughs> like yeah. what does this mean will p- other people like look at us differently um, because you know um like what you said, uh, and what like what Nigel has said earlier that the 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 the, the divorce rates in Singapore is not very high, so we are like the outliers kind of thing situation whereby mm-hmm. we we don't have a lot of people to be relating to us, especially for like a Muslim household, you know, because um divorce is a very taboo subject, <laughs> and I I don't know any any other like divorced Malay kids other than myself and my family. It's very rare, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So why why um, do you think that is it? Eh? I, I, I don't know because I think when you go for for counseling right they will try to persuade you to not break to not have a divorce uh, when you go to like um counsel therapy and and hey, is it called marriage therapy and things like that they yeah. will really urge you to like don't get a, don't get a divorce I think the religion part is a big aspect the older generation also that's probably also why they stay together for the whole their whole lives right mm. definitely yeah but I, Actually, I would say right yeah. uh, after all this right I think it really was for the best for the family like, especially and like and I I kind of like dissolved that oh I need to have a father figure to have a good childhood kind of kind of like situation whereby you can just craft your own narrative or craft your own hero in a, in a mm. way whereby you can just look up to someone regardless of their status or like whatever society wants them to be la, because in your eyes like shit I want to be achieving that if you are a single parent, man, like, holy shit, raising three kids is not a, an easy feat. And mm. there's a lot of, like, you know, mental um, fortitude and sacrifices that were made from from my mom alone. Lah. 
So I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I shouldn't be complaining and whining. Oh, I don't have a dad and things like that. But I should be more appreciative of like how my mom, like you know, fulfilled both roles and brought me up, <laughs> kind of way. Mm. Yeah. Like, do you guys feel? Do you guys feel, or are you guys still feeling like, um, that lacking of a a physical father figure was something you felt needed to to be um to be replaced or that's something that should come and replace it like i'm wondering because for me like even though i had like literally like my, my dad there my uh, father figure but i felt i still needed a father figure in a, a different sense like like for me like, i had like abundance of like like fatherly figures around me but i found more resonance with like some books i read or some ideas of thinking about how to be a man um these kinds of like ways of thinking online or even like from the books i read so that kind of filled a gap for me so i'm just wondering for you guys like like me like even nigel to some extent like do you feel like there was some gap that you had to figure out on your own about like father figures or like a mentor figure also i think for me definitely well, of I, I would say my dad was still part of my life, but I tended to go towards my uncle or my so my mom's sister's husband. He was like a very very big influence to me, and now looking back, I think that he was kind of a, in some ways like also another father figure I had, and I really respected because he had, he introduced me to so many awesome films and my music, the music that I listened to was heavily influenced by him. So like he gave me like he was like listen to like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like he gave me that he gave <laughs> me that album when I was when I was like nine years old, eight, eight, nine. And then and then like he, so uh, and tons of the movies that I grew up to like watching and like he, it was heavily influenced by his taste. So I feel that because I, I as much as I started listening to stuff that he was giving to giving me and watching stuff, then I was like, oh man, this is really cool. Then I started respecting him a lot more. So then I did take what he said very seriously in terms of how his worldview was and how he looked at how what his outlook was to a lot of things. In a sense that I even saw him more than, I don't know, I mean, there was probably a time where I saw him more than I saw my dad because they lived near, near me and, you know, we saw we saw each other quite often. And yeah, so definitely I, I he was one of my main father figures also growing up. But not but my dad was also there. So he, he influenced me in other ways. Like it's it's the reason why I chose to go into like media was because of my dad because he he told me to just do what i want to do and you know like he he convinced me that this is what i like to do so that's something that i do appreciate also and mm. not taking anything away from him i also really re- respected my mom because she was single-handedly like also raising both me and my brother in the same household yeah but as a guy also you want to have like that a respect for the, another male figure in your life right i don't know what subconsciously maybe you just want to have a a older guy to like look up yeah, to and you know hang out with like nature versus nurture kind of debate going on about it but I think we can talk about that later but like yeah. for for Amiru like do you have any thoughts on no I think what you shared was quite interesting YJ because right um, I wanted to ask you why do you feel like you get more me uh, how do I say like more comfort or more teachings from a book as compared to your father were there like lessons that you were hoping that your father could give you that you got from a book instead like at first i didn't know what i was really missing like 
like because I naturally felt very grateful for the abundance I got um, from from my dad. But then there were things like, you know, you kind of have, at that time, like, I remember at the age I was about, I was in army, so I was about 19. So the whole point, the whole, it was the time of your life where how, how, how do I be a man? Like, I'm in the army, I have to go through army stuff. Like, you know, how, how do I be a man? Like, my dad would talk about his army um, experience, which was about, like, cleaning tanks and stuff that, that didn't really relate to me about being a man being a leader um so i then i read up books like like one guy that really st- it started with um this youtuber actually um elliot house <laughs> um yeah so he was, had this whole alpha male persona yet he talked about things like um male like energy or like love or these kinds of things in a manly way and these were things that I don't I had no idea about I guess like, even though it was showed to me it wasn't what I, I couldn't see it in that way like in a way that I could relate to at that point of time like the whole like how to be a man um, how to get like physically strong and how that relates to a certain energy you have like these kinds of um, more philosophical thinking which I think it was something that was missing in terms of that mentality for me so that's like that's what i, I found from um, books from in the internet like all these kinds of alternate um, thinkings to fill fill the gap that i felt that i didn't know i had were you also feeling the same way nigel that you need to like look for alternate source for inspiration to to, to have that alpha feel, figure in your life or do you just still look at your dad for that source of information no i i think for me like when when Vin shared about his um his uncle sharing about the music, right? It actually reminded me of how my dad would communicate with me, you know, before when we we didn't know how to communicate to each other. He would share his interests by actually uh going through my mom. Because he knew my mom could get to me. So he he always, you know, like uh urged my mom to give his advice through her so that it looks like it's coming from her. <laughs> so that's how I found out like, you know, things like Wow. Yeah. Smart. It's ra- super roundabout way. Is, is your dad like a me. passive boy? Yeah, he's super he, he's no, he's not passive, he's super like a wall. He's a wall. Yeah. So so he would like he would only show um the the, the raw emotion when he was angry or like when he was uh uh very happy, but everything in between, right? He will go through my mom. So, only, I I I remember one of the first few things that we connected on was not was not army, but it was during the army time was when he started letting me listen to music that he listened to, uh, things like Queen, things like Pink Floyd. Um, then that's how I, I remember, um, oh actually no, it was way before. Uh, it was a little bit before army. It was during the. Um, like poly time when I started to listen to all this like old school rock and things like that. That was like one of the first things that I, I remember re- connecting with him with. But before that, it was all, you know, uh, why don't you tell him to do this? Why don't you tell him to um, go to mass comm since he can, since he likes to. Like some some of this advice was, was actually partly to do with him. But I don't know, I can't separate the two. I don't know which one was from so my mom, which one was from my Nigel. So when when you had mm. when you reach crossroads like that, right? Like when you say like you know you you just finished O levels and you need to make a yeah. decision of where to go next, right? The first route is always your mom, is it? 
Yeah, yeah. It was always, always approach my mom first. But I know that my dad has some kind of input, but he will never be in the same room as me to talk to me about it. He would, he would, I don't know, like bed talk, their bedtime talk will be about <laughs> me. Then, <laughs> then the next right. day, my mom will come talk to me about yeah. Wait, so yeah. when you tell all these like things to your dad, right? Do you, do you have to wait for him to be away from a room first before you? No, 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 no. Because no. like I, 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 I remember, um, I would just, just clam up or just like not. I wouldn't wait for him. I'll just not, not be able to come in. I don't know how to tell him. So I would just like oh, just nod my head, things like that. Yeah, it was only I I don't know it was somewhere along the way just before army or during army where it was just like slowly he started opening up so maybe it was just the the thawing of I don't know whatever ice that was there lah I I don't know why also but but I'm grateful lor yeah so wait so Nigel like when you go through that experience of your dad having to talk to your mum to pass information down to you yeah then have you ever thought of when you want to have a child or if you ever have a kid is that something that you will work on initially because of like your past experience hmm. being able yeah, to I communicate yeah, and, and be very open and honest with your kid yeah I, I remember at times I was thinking like fuck I I think there are I because okay there are, there are things that I really admire about my dad I, I really admire that he takes care of his mom very well and uh, I mean his his parents very well, and I, I I admire the fact that he takes care of his his siblings very well. So I think he was he was very uh, visible in that when I was growing up. And then now I can see him sort of overcompensating with his love for me or my brother when he didn't really show that at the beginning. So he really knows how to treat his family very well. So, but then, so so that these these are the things that I really want to like you know take from him that he maybe didn't know how to show from the start. But I remember thinking when I was younger that, oh, you know, maybe I wouldn't be so... I, I wouldn't continue this trend of like, you know, having to figure out how to talk to my child, how to how to approach my child with a, with a difficult topic. I wouldn't avoid it. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't ask my wife to... <laughs> To talk to because mm. some some things like it's better to come from a dad like I feel, but uh, I I felt like he was always just the the disciplinarian. He would never actually he would never like hit me. He would just like say something that is cutting. <laughs> so so your hair is weird, I, Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> then 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 I remember I remember just yeah. thinking like oh I I don't want to be like him in this way in this particular way where I I am sort of figuring out how to how to talk to my kid yeah but I mean he, he eventually got there so I know from the start I need to be more expressive I need to show at least show my personality even if not like be overbearing with my love or like shower them with gifts or anything at least tell them what I think whether it's good or bad because I didn't think I don't think he did it at the start I wish there was a manual of like how to dad <laughs> There, yeah, we, a, we, yeah, it really makes me wonder, like, how did they think about what marriage was and how to, you know, how to parent a child? How, you know, how did how did the the the, the generation that grew up through the war and then the generation after that, like, everything was out of necessity. What you had to get a a a, a flat, a HDB flat, 
or before that you had to you know uh, there were big bigger families you had to stay together right there's no way if you divorce then you fuck then either parent stuck with the five kids or six kids then you're dead lah right so there was never really a manual but I think every I really feel like everything was done out of necessity and that's why um, their generations didn't know how to communicate to the generation after and mm. to the next and to the next but then because we are blessed with like more information and how to deal with things like 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 YJ says that he he learned from books from the western media or or you say that you learn from Phil Dunphy things like that like because we are blessed with all this information then we know that there are different avenues or different ways to deal with our kids in the future then that's how we will learn what but then it also makes brings up the question like if we go if we do all that and we communicate the way we feel we should be communicating or the way we wished our parents communicated to us yeah then what would our kids be talking about also in the in like 20 years after that like what they wish their dads did better <laughs> I wish my dad just let me be you know just let me do my thing oh, <laughs> I, I wish he didn't talk so much yeah <laughs> I think we need to listen to their podcast uh, 20, 30 yeah. years down the road Bakish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part back two yeah. I wish I wish our dads didn't do that podcast <laughs> <laughs> now it's on the internet oh it's so forever. cringe <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. gosh they talk about their dads <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I was looking at this statistics because, uh, actually, Singapore is is also like there's a there's this rising trend of um, divorces also coming up. Yeah. Like they is. say in, uh, what statistics show that by the tenth year of marriage, seventeen percent of those married in two thousand five has had their marriages dissolved already. So, how many percent? Up, uh, seventeen percent. Of the marriages in in twenty eight two thousand five, and this is up from. 12.2% from those who wed in 1995 so like there's this generational thing where I I don't know what it is but I guess it's just like realisation that you know that there are so many other options I guess <laughs> I don't know I, yeah maybe it's the western media maybe it's the I don't know I'm not sure yeah I think there's a lot to um, unpack on that I think we can also mm-hmm. do our own survey right like um, you said the survey was done in 2005 is it 95 uh, they, they, they. No, this, this article actually came out. Uh, in, in twenty twenty, in uh, February twenty twenty. I think they so were they, marriages. Yeah, so in after the tenth year, yeah. yeah. So since, so since two thousand five, and then in their tenth year, meaning to twenty fifteen, they already the the seventeen percent of the marriages already dissolved. So are yeah. we supposed to be going out looking for people in um who who weathered in twenty fifteen now with twenty twenty so half they half yeah. halfway mark right? So I think I guess we can just look at our own friends who have just been getting married right like this past three years and see how their marriages have been doing. Yeah, yeah. So like, how how's marriage life though? <laughs> yeah, Re- survey really open uh. wounds that they have been hiding. Force it open. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It does it scare you? Does marriage scare marriage, you? Marriage. Uh, yeah yes and no I mean yes because it's uh, I would I really would like to see it as a lifetime commitment because I don't want to see it as something that I can just end if I want to yeah because I didn't like I didn't like that that was around me a lot even though that was how my mentality was when I was younger where you just end it because it wasn't going well I do think there's a lot to learn when you go through the downs with someone and there will definitely be downs is inevitable in every relationship. And especially once you have kids involved, I, I do think that there is, of course, like nothing against 
single parents because my mom is a single parent and she did yeah. like an amazing job raising me and Amira's mom is a single parent did an amazing job raising three kids but I, I would like for my child to have as much as possible a father and a mother figure in the house it's just I just I just so that's why I think it's important to me at the same time yeah and okay I think it is important to me I don't think there's a no to that like yes I, yes it is important to me <laughs> yeah what about you guys what about Amiro um I think I share the same sentiments as you but I, I think as I got older right um the I want to have that family also like having having um a wife having like two kids or three kids and then like you know growing up and getting old with them and like raising them right or and, and things like that but after like seeing statistics and math right I, I think the the practicality side of me like kind of took over like every with every kid you raise is so much money like you know um that you need to invest in them and then like and so on and so forth and then like you need to invest both money time resources you need to commit a lot and then i don't know maybe like <laughs> i'm the reason like why I'm also contributing to the other statistics whereby you are still single after like 29 years old or 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, because of all these very scary numbers, okay? Numbers numbers just scare you. It's not just 7, 8, 9 kind of scary. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I still want to believe that deep down I can still commit to someone and raise that family. And I still want to give my kids that the life like what Vin has shared. Lah, um, to have that, you know, um, what is it like growing up with a father and mother figure I think that'll be nice and that'll be a very big I, I think that, that, that'll be my biggest um, satisfaction in life I think if I were to be able to have a very healthy relationship with, with my wife moving forward um, raising kids and, and seeing like how, how they turn out to be la. the mm-hmm. thing is right I, I think that when you have kids then like you said the financial burden of having kids and the stress that you have to go through I think from at least for my parents, it has it had to have played a part in their relationship at that point also with like that burden of having two kids and all that stress that comes with that on top of their relationship. So the relationship has to be them strong in the first place. Then you have kids. Then you know to like push through the downs when you have the when you have kids and all this financial stress and when you lack the communication or you have to emphasize the communication at that point because I do. I do think like the kids are also a part a, a reason why people get divorced because it's just too much yep. for for parents to handle. So like they probably just push through until the kids are a bit older, then they just get divorced. Once the kids are like eight, then I mean that that was what that was what my friends were going through when I was eight to ten. So the parents really wanted to get divorced when they were them young, but they just for the sake of the kids waited until they were a bit older. And then got divorced because they did they wanted out from a very young age already. It was just mm. too much for them. It's a lot, right? and yeah. so the more you think about yeah, it, so then the more it sounds like it's just the numbers doesn't the numbers don't really play to your advantage ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a really depressing episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an episode on that. Yay! <laughs> Any uh inspirational like what? Okay, what do you think you will do differently actually? How do you think you treat your child? Um, like, I guess for me, like, I'm looking, I prefer, i kind of looking forward to be a, to becoming a dad. I don't know, I, I feel like I, I will enjoy it. Because since, like, since like nine years ago, I, I, I had my first, like, 
not not first kid. I was like, where are you? I was like, where is this going? I was going to lead to that. I was like, big yeah, nine years ago, <laughs> after my first child. Um, so my like nephew, not, he no, sorry, he's my youngest cousin. So he's like nine, ten years old now. Mm. So that was like ten years ago. So like I enjoyed like helping raise him. Um, he would come over to my house as a baby. Then I would like always include him. I would always like ask how he is. I would always get him to visit me. We'll play together. I'll teach him things. And then over time, like my cousins got married, they had kids. So like I was always been around like four or five year old kids. I think there's like I don't know, ten of them now or something. You I only see lost. the good parts. That's why I found yeah. I kind of lost count. Um. <laughs> No, I had to change diapers. I had to like oh, you had to uh, change you didn't diapers, feed uh. them the whole night. Yeah. Well, well, that's true. That's true. But then I have, I have like, I have to take care of a dog, and and the dog is also quite. Oh hard. wow, 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 wow! It's <laughs> the same Different, thing. Uh. Wow. But were you were you like the favorite uncle also? Like, oh, Uncle YJ, I want to go to Uncle YJ's house. Kind of situation. Yeah, um, the cool uncle who give me alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> That, those those are the stories you'll say about me. I mean, I do acknowledge that I didn't go through the the hard part, but at least I knew I enjoyed being around kids, which mm. I think is what some people actually don't really enjoy, um, being around kids and having children. Of course, that comes with the hard part. But if what I would do differently, I'll probably I don't know, like give, I let my kid find his own way more or like I, I think communication is a big factor like oh, I think a lot of us got many things from the people around us not just one like father figure like it was different father figures like our uncles or like family friends or from books or something so I guess I would try to be a more all-rounded kind of person like give them like alternative views on things like try new things and I guess always communicate because you never know what your your kid wants like even though i have one way of showing love and affection that may not be how the kid receives it um so i guess being a more understanding and more like communicative person to the child would probably be my main goal um, i want to yeah. make my son or daughter watch all the movies that i watched when i was like 16 to 18 <laughs> once they start understanding but before that I'll start playing them all the music uh, like from a very very young age you know you know like, what I want my if I had a daughter right I or any kid right I'll go to, I'll, I want to send them to like martial arts and shit when they can walk already uh, yeah, that's like my, 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 my first good. goal that's a piano or, equivalent or man uh, teaching them yeah. discipline yeah like, like they're going to get cauliflower and, years when they're five yeah, wow. yeah like, like wrestling and then do gymnastics and then go for like Muay go for runs <laughs> go for yeah, your go for 20k runs Let's go every day. <laughs> I do think emphasizing uh, having a f- having a physical activity was something that I wish I did when I was younger. So I would mm. all the stuff that I wish I did when I was younger. I probably want to do for my kid mm. in some way. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how it works, I guess, right? Yeah. So when I I want to make yeah, I would like to for them to do an activity or a sport, pick up a sport from a young age, and because you definitely learn discipline. And if you're doing it from a young age, also it inculcates this value of like you know you need to work hard to achieve mm. our goals and stuff like that mm. and of course like music and and tv shows Movies also is something that's that's something that's kind of big for me yeah i i think the one activity that i want to share with my kids are maybe going for concerts together 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's something. I, Are you I, sure I, you may you may feel old very quickly? It's okay. No, <laughs> dude. Um, you know, I went to this local gig. I think I went with Nigel, right? And then there was a a guy who was crowd surfing with his kid. I'll, oh, I'll share that clip man. with you, YJ, yeah. and and then like you can you can just share it with the rest. Because I think it looks really amazing. It looks really really fun. Like both of yeah. them, they were both safe. Like you know, they were just crowd surfing and surfing the crowd. And yeah, they, they did it multiple times. It was a little times. girl. It was a little girl, yeah. or more, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, like you say, I've seen those um photos of I've seen for myself like um people will bring their babies to like festivals and they have this big headphone like earmufflers. I think it was mm. Fuji Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. We it's Tokyo, so cute, right? Fuji Rock. Yeah. They'll be in perhaps like little families going for a Fuji Rock concert, like hardcore <laughs> like Tatara, <laughs> some hardcore rock music playing, and then the kid is just like in the big old like hip, uh, noise cancelling it falls and the parents are just rocking out in the baby yeah, like, and, and you get to enjoy both the kids there's a kids playground also that the kids can have their playtime and then the adults can have the concerts so that's the ideal setting if I were to be a festival holder in Singapore right that's what I'll do like a very fun <laughs> fun family friendly castle. yeah it'll be family friendly be family friendly. friendly rock rock concert be fun nice yeah that'd be cool at least we ended this episode on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end here, please. Yeah. <laughs> Middle part was terribly, terribly, terribly depressing. <laughs> what about you, Naja? What What's your <coughs> go-to activity? Or? No, um, <coughs> I think it was just in, like, just rounding out what you all said. Is, yeah, because I already found out my dad likes uh, horror movies when I was like, <laughs> maybe two, two, three weeks ago. Eey. What? Yeah, I was getting horror movies. Yeah, he was like, I love horror. Wow. Then I'm like, what the fuck? Why Why didn't you tell me all this all my life? We could have shared this. Huh? <laughs> you're the biggest no. chicken. No, okay. I I may not like horror movies, but if I was taught at a young age to watch horror movies, then maybe I'll like it, right? I mean, so you're just saying it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, that, you know, these things that he could have told me when I was younger... <clears throat> Then I should share that with him. We should set up a date with you and your dad for a horror movie next Yeah. Time. <laughs> I'm not scared. It's your. You, you are, are scared, scared. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nonsense. And with that, <laughs> this ends our podcast. With that, look forward to um, Nigel and his dad's horror movie date. Yeah. His daddy date with. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy did I think I think if our I fans should vote like which movie uh, like you you all should watch in sequence also yeah, yeah, yeah I don't mind I don't mind I mean yeah. I wouldn't mind watching with him if I cry also I can just hug him <laughs> oh, <laughs> family bonding moment when was the last time you hugged your dad though oh, I don't know I think in army oh shit yeah. hey, no 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 I, I remember I remember when I, I when I left the no when I graduated yeah 2016 mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think wow. same, same as me. I Stay think. quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, if I you're hearing this, Daddy, when I last saw him, <laughs> <laughs> David, I, I'm jealous. <laughs> How about after this podcast, you go and hug your dad? Don't want to sleep, really. You fuck. That's even better when you go go to his room and hug him when he's asleep. In the morning, he wakes up and you're like beside him. <laughs> daddy, Daddy, can I sleep beside you? And you say, can yeah. we watch a horror movie daddy, now? I was watching a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, Daddy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I like how right, this, on ended, on this ended how we started. Yeah. We're making yeah, fun of Nigel. <laughs> on that note, yeah, I feel attacked. This whole episode, I feel attacked. And on that note, that that ends our Pakish podcast num- episode number 10. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the daddies out there in the world. Yes, happy Daddy um, Day. Yeah. You can find us on Pakish Podcast on Spotify, Instagram, 
and YouTube and uh, Apple Podcasts and all the other random other shit. <laughs> but remember um, to yeah, please, share um, this with your friends. Give us a, a five star rating. Share with your yeah, friends. We only have four ratings now. Tell, tell your daddy about all it. Four of us. Tell your daddy about this podcast. Yeah, yes, tell your daddy. Yes, 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 yes. This yeah. is your wave of telling your daddy how you feel about him. Yeah. Yes. This is all our unsaid words. Yes. We shall yeah. be projecting, helping you project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye bye. Okay. Good night, everyone. Bye bye. Peace.